an umbrella to work. Well, I had to buy an umbrella first. Did you I buy never, one I've of those big ones, one. I hope? Yeah. Like the golf? Oh, wow. Yeah. That's like a cane. Yeah. Well, I, I don't That's know what the kind of today. Great to have you guys with us today. Are you ready to travel? Are you ready to get out and about? I think a lot of people yes. are uh, sick of being cooped up. Maybe they're they're sick of the four walls. Maybe they're sick of the people they're cooped up with. And they are ready to move about the country. I think of that. What was it? Southwest. Bing. You're now free to move about the country. <laughs> Whether people are, whether it's safe to move about the country, I think is literally second right now to whether people want to move around the country. And if any of the travel metrics are a judge, Judy, people are getting out of Dodge. Oh, absolutely. Um, spring break is coming up. It seems like it is uh, going to be very, very popular, both with, you know, the airlines, road trips, just people going places to other states. Yeah. Maybe staying in their own state, doing a road trip that way. I mean, there are many ways to do it, but it's uh, I believe I read something that um, the bookings in those warmer states for, you know, the traditional sure. kind of spring Southern break states, Western states, states are they're packed through the roof. Let's face it. I'm going somewhere for spring break. Right. I am doing a road trip, but I am going to Alabama. And um, I can tell you even two months ago, it was uh, filling up pretty much full. So we still have this Skittle scale of safe and unsafe states. Does anyone even look at that? Well, that's my question. No. And I'm being honest. Does anybody care what color your state is? Because some states are moving up. Some states are moving down. And I, I, I say this with all due respect, and that means whatever I say after that <laughs> right. doesn't matter. It's in the Geneva <laughs> Convention. Nobody gives a hoot whether Nebraska, Texas, Missouri is moving up or down. Gosh darn it, I'm going to Lake of the Ozarks, hell or high water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By the way, Nebraska and Texas did move up Chicago's emergency ladder. Here's the thing. Um, I wouldn't go to Texas now because I believe at midnight they went maskless. Um, you know, the entire state. Um, Alabama, we thought, was going to do that, but they didn't. They still require masks, and that actually makes me feel better. So I think it's more, rather than these, you know, ladders and these orders and these colors, people are just kind of judging themselves. And I think this is what we knew would happen, well, right? Absolutely. Once the vaccine was available, yes, it gave everyone but a free pass. Everybody runs it through their own filter. Well, I'm going to be just with my friends or my family or this, that, and the other, which is... I'm not. I'm not arguing that. I, I agree, but but that's what we've been doing all along right. to a certain extent. I mean, that's what I did. I said I'm not flying. I'm driving. I'm going to be with my family only in a condo. No one else is coming in my condo. I'll be at a beach, which is open. I'll still wear my mask. Yeah, you, uh, it's almost like a personal decision, right? I'm, what am I going to do? See what their orders are and what their ladder right, is go, and what their gonna, colors are. Go, no. Are you an orange state? Yeah. Oh, orange. Are you a purple mm. state? Are you a yellow state? What, I don't even know what difference is it. <laughs> and makes. if that were the case, I would just pick my favorite color, so it wouldn't matter. There you go. Why, why are you going to red states? I like red better. <laughs> I think that's a color. solid argument. I would do that right? as well. Yeah, well, and, and I think a lot of people have, either whether it's family or whether it's tradition or maybe it's where you got the deal because you can make an argument right now that uh, and I, I I dare you do them. some of you've probably done this. Have you have you planned your your vacation in March and April yet? Go look at flights to places like Florida, California, Arizona, Nevada. There are no deals to be had. You are paying through the nose. Why? 
Because everybody's already going there. Mm -hmm. Because the hotels are full. You can't get a rental car. Like, if it's it's not if it's not hashtag old normal, it's getting close. Oh right, yeah. and if you didn't plan ahead, forget it. You're not going anywhere because there are no hotels to get. There are no VRBOs. Well, for, and from what I understand, and I have some friends that work in the airline industry, so airlines are still not back at a hundred percent capacity. The airlines, they still have planes, you know, parked in the back of the runway somewhere. That they're not using. They've been in the garage this whole time? They've been in the garage. (laughs) You know, they're they're not getting low mileage. Cream puff, one owner, right? (laughs) So they don't have that capacity that they had a year ago yet. So the flights they are flying are jam-packed. Right. Because they're trying to make up for lost time, and they don't want to let one seat go to waste. So they'd rather... They'd rather run the prices to the roof because mm-hmm. they know, play along with me here, supply and demand, by the way, Econ 101, I learned it on the first day in school. <laughs> My econ teacher taught it to us. Um, people, there's pent-up vacation travel demand, and so if you want to do it, you're going to pay for it right now. Absolutely. And they know that, and they know you're willing to pay a little more. You're willing to go, oh, four hundred dollar ticket. I, I yeah, got to get out. Worth of town. it. It's yeah, worth if it. I can go to Florida that, that, and the that, sun. That flight mm-hmm. was one hundred and fifty bucks a few weeks ago. But I'm late. I'm doing it. Right. And they know that. Absolutely. And so, you know, they charge what they can. And we know the airlines as well have um, uh, changed some routes, right? They've been doing that all yeah. along. They, you know, the business routes now, not no, so much. No. So they've been. Totally moving those planes over to the, uh, you know, vacation route. Vacation spot. Yeah, but they're still full. Disney is a great example of it. Um, Disney uh, World, which is in Florida, and... The better one. The, the, the yeah, Walt never walked down the main street at Disney World. <laughs> uh, and Universal <laughs> Studios, I think there's four total parks in there, in that little area there at in least, Orlando. At least, yeah. Sold out. Sold out. Sold out. Can't get in. Reduced capacity, of course, but still. I want to say they're doing like a third, 35% capacity. So what is that, 10 million people as compared (laughs) to 50 million? I mean, it's it's It's, huge, first of all. It's a big place. Yeah, it's so 35% is a lot of people. Yeah. Spread out. So I don't think the, again, this idea of a safe state or unsafe state, I think we've just, we've gotten past that. I just think people have moved on. And, And besides the fact that it is, Unbelievably complicated. It's, it is based on a variety it's of useless. maps. And it's useless. It's Thank useless you. I'm, I'm glad because you can admit it's, it's useless. useless because when you fly into O'Hare, there's no orange police officer or red police officer waiting there to make sure you're coming you're from a coming state from a and state you're supposed that, to quarantine right. or you're supposed to 10 days, 7 days, it's 14 just, days. It's words. It's yeah. just words. There's, well, you, there's no process. Well, here's, here's my argument behind it. Um... California had one of these things. No matter where you were coming from, you were like supposed to quarantine for 10 days. In I don't remember what the number was, again, because I can't remember the numbers. And this was just a few months ago. Yet, you could buy a ticket on a major airline that you could land and take off within the quarantine time. <laughs> yeah, what sense does that So make? the airlines weren't on board with whatever... Right. How, we, how were you possibly quarantining if you managed to get yourself back to the airport to take off? Exactly. It's just, you it's see what ridiculous. I'm saying? Right. The only thing you can really check is if you've been vaccinated. So that gets into this health passport. Because I have my, my vaccination have card. card. It's handwritten. 
Ooh. I hope the passport will at least be typed. Maybe typed out. In yeah. ink. But they're, they're talking about that now. Uh, Europe is starting to build one. I, there, there's talk of it here that there would be some sort of a either written, like you said, like like literally a passport or some sort of a an app on your phone where this health passport would be your entry onto the entry, airplane. Right. Or, or are we going to... Or in a store, in anywhere. You know, See, they, people think, might be required, businesses might require it. I think we keep thinking it's going to get better. And, 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 and I understand that's human nature. It, it, the, the vaccine and all this is going to get better. There's a chance it doesn't. Okay, I'm not on board with that. It's going to get better. There's a it's chance. It's just not going to be the way it was, ever. But what if it's only worse in certain pockets? Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Right. What if it only is flare-ups in certain areas? And to prevent going on some sort of a nationwide lockdown, we quarantine certain areas. I, well, the, and I then think maybe you're you right. do have that the orange, nuts. blue, red police right. at the airport saying, uh, you know, with the flight from Wyoming lands. God, I hope they don't have flights <laughs> from Wyoming. I'm kidding. The Casper to Casper to Chicago direct. It's probably a crop Casper. duster. Uh, Always wanted to go there. And it lands and they say, you n- no nope. soup for you. Right. No. Yeah. You're coming from an area, and we have to control and contain this, and we can't trust you on the honor system to go where you want and do what you want. I don't know. But, but who's... Weren't they... Mm-hmm. Well, 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 Hawaii... I know Hawaii was literally... You had to like go to a hotel. turning people back, yeah. But you, you know, you had to go to your hotel to quarantine, and if you left your room, the hotel would call the cops. <laughs> I'm like, what the, the Hyatt's going to turn me in? Right. Now, see, I I think the uh, litmus test will be like uh, Texas, but I don't think mm. Texas as a state will do it. We'll do that. But the, how do you stop people is, from driving? Right. How do you stop people from driving? Texas is obviously not interested. In yeah, they're not going to be the state that says, okay, we're going to shut this down. and we're No, no they've just oh, reopened. And they'll so, be fine with people coming in. Right. So if what you say is true and we have these mm. pockets, then... I don't know what happens. I don't know either. And again, I think it's a personal choice. It's up to you to say to yourself, you want to take the risk? You want to go visit someone there? You want to take your family? Or do you want to maybe just hold off? (sighs) I know. I feel like we're, it's, you, I thought we would get more. There was everything would become clearer, and it would be easier. I don't think it's getting, no, it's getting more muddled. And I feel like it's, it's a, like I said, it's on you. Um, Make the right choice, Bruce. Did you watch the Britney Spears documentary? Hashtag free Britney. Free you might Britney. be surprised, Miranda, who is getting in on the free Britney craze. The Congress of the United <gasps> States of America Finally. is possibly going to get involved in freeing Britney Spears. We will tell you about <laughs> that story coming up next on 890 WLS. Hey, you know what? I want to tell you about something pretty amazing. Balance 7. I've been on it for a few weeks now. And listen, the results are amazing. I've learned a lot about how acid and acidosis and acid buildup in your body. Relief bill. And the mass vaccination site at the United Center opened up yesterday. And it went, okay, Mm -hmm. 
Okay. We'll see how it goes today. Um, are you already sitting in traffic? It's 6.07 a.m. I'm telling you. Are you already sitting in busy. traffic? I, I was going to say, now, Judy, you drive in from the suburbs every day. Mm-hmm. Eisenhower. You drive the Eisenhower every day, and you you are you are a... Not just anecdotal. You are seeing the change every oh, day. Oh, absolutely. Every day there is more traffic. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not bottlenecked by any means because it's 4 o'clock in the morning. But I'm shocked at how many cars and trucks there are now out at 4 o'clock in the morning. There were none late last year. So, and Miranda, you're seeing the same thing? Yeah, yeah. And you, Kennedy, you've been right? driving this, this route and time more. Yeah, um, last year around this time, I worked overnights uh, board hopping here. So uh, 12 to 5, there would be not a single person, not a single car on the streets in Chicago. You could literally hear a pin drop. Sure. And yeah, it was crazy. So there is a a report by people that do this stuff. Mm -hmm. And they found out that if you think traffic sucks in Chicago, you are 100% correct. (laughs) Specifically, the Eisenhower between the Tri-State and the Jane Byrne Interchange is the most congested road in America. Yes, in the United States. You are right. If you if you dread driving that stretch every morning, if you if you're like I can't believe it, why don't th-? yes, it is the worst. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. I, I should point out I've been driving the Eisenhower for the past ten years to work. It would boggle my mind. No matter what time, eleven a.m., eleven p.m., one p.m. You know, a time where you would think why no one should be out now. It's work time. It's Nope, the Eisenhower was it always no jammed. It nope. made no difference. And then you know what? Add a shooting in there. Oh, oh. that's always fun. <laughs> or an accident. Oh, add an accident in. Oh. Yeah, it's or add some bad weather. I mean, it is. You always have to give yourself, no matter what, an hour on the Eisenhower, even uh-huh. if it's ten minutes away. I think a lot of people kind of reflexive. No matter where you've lived, if you've lived anywhere else before, you think the traffic in your city is the worst, right? If you are sitting still in traffic or you're in bumper to bumper, you think this is the worst traffic in the world. Okay. We actually, there are metrics now. Now, it may not come as any surprise that New York traffic is worse than, than Chicago. Everything's worse in New York, right? Mm-hmm. Or yeah. everything's better. That's your call, not mine. <laughs> I, I'm not a fan. Uh, Philadelphia is the second worst. Chicago's the third worst traffic in America. Yes, yeah, so we're not even the worst. Well, we're top three. And then when you look world global globally, have you seen what like what traffic in India looks like? We are seventh. Seventh. We're right behind Paris. They can't drive a sharp stick. I over mean, there. in India, there's hardly there are hardly any cars. It's carts and bikes and that's the other thing. At least we're just dealing with cars here. So as people start returning to work, and we know that businesses will start reopening that uh offices whatever might re- when restaurants reopen you know that has a ripple effect on not just people that work at them but then people that supply them people that clean them you know all these right. things. so people are going to start commuting more they're going to be on the roads more these things are going to continue to expand and expand and i i just wonder cuz i i got to believe and i use people like nick who works from home and hasn't had to make that commute and hasn't had to sit in that traffic. Knowing how bad the traffic is, 
and getting used to not having to waste. I, I mean, they come up with like a metric of like you know, 41 hours of delays, you know, uh, 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 these types of things. How much time you quote waste of your life sitting in traffic? It, it lends me back to a story we had the other day of, of like 30% of people who are working remotely say they quit if they were made to go back to work. And I think sitting in traffic is a big part of that. Oh, my gosh. I think the commute is I, a big part I of that. I said I would never do this commute again. Oh, <laughs> when I left right. my job and semi-retired, I yeah. said, I the number one, I will. Now, the only reason why I'm doing it is because it's 4 a.m. Okay. Yeah. And, and, then and, get, and Because if it was 9 right. a.m. Nope. Oh, my oh, God. Man. I just Keep wouldn't do it. If it was turn down the 9, 11, <laughs> 1, I don't care. It, it, yeah. 10 o'clock at night, I'm not kidding you. The Eisenhower is just crazy. Yeah. It mm-hmm. is. And middle of the night's the only time you can get by. Yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. Middle of the night till like around 4. And believe me, right when you hit around 5 a.m., I'm sure it starts mm-hmm. to get packed. Yeah. Even when I worked overnights, going home was terrible. I would sit in at least 30 minutes of traffic. Yeah. For, for what reason? No None. reason. But you no know, reason. But play along with me here. So let's go back a year. And you know, I, I got to go back to before all hell broke loose. Right? Old Norm. Old Norm. Your commute was just part of the deal right. for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It was just part of, you know, you, you yep. factored it into your life. We have dinner a little bit later. I got to leave a little bit earlier. Get a, you, you just factor it in your yeah. life. People have gone a year. A lot yep. of people have gone a year without having to do it. And I really believe it's going to be hard, especially knowing how bad the traffic is in Chicago. Yes, it is going to be. It's going to be hard for people to say, I'm willing to put up with this again, because it's like it's like, wait a minute. You mean I I can still work. I can still be productive. I still get a paycheck. And I don't have to sit in traffic both directions every day. It is a big deal. So I hate commuting full stop, period. Um, it is not by accident that I live next door to the radio station. <laughs> I I hoped I was trying to when I when, were you trying to get it in the building. I wanted to take an elevator to work. Uh, I was hoping they had places. I would have if there was a place inside this uh, building. I would have ab- absolutely. If I could take the elevator to work, yes. The answer is hard. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, you walk like not even a block. I walk a block. Okay, you, but yeah, with you hour, hours. Made. I understand. If there was an apartment upstairs, psh, yeah, I get it. But that's I've been that way for a while. Really, my my last job, I, I worked in Phoenix. I could see the radio station from my house. Oh, so this <laughs> has been a lifelong my commute, and I drove was one traffic light. That's what I used to call getting stuck in traffic. Ah, dang! I hit the red light. <laughs> you would stuck never make traffic. it here. You would don't ever move to the suburbs. No, but that's mm-hmm. I, but but I used to live in suburbs. I used to sit in traffic. I did all this. I learned a while ago. No, I won't. I just won't do it. I I will change my life. It's worth more to me. The time that I can't get back is worth more to me. Does that make sense? Yes, and it is different when it's work, right? It. Everyone always complains about the traffic in L.A. I found the traffic to be fine in in L.A. Even though I know people in L.A. think it's no, and I know I waited sometimes at a light for three, you know, turnarounds, but maybe because I was on vacation. And you know what I mean? There's a difference when you're going to work. They hate you even more. I know. Like, come yeah. on, the lady moving. You're like, I'm on right. vacation. But even, I'm just saying, when it's work, it's different. When yeah. I'm coming into when the city, the routine, when I'm coming into the city to go to a Cubs game, I'm fine. You know, it's bad. You know, there's be traffic. Ah, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. Okay. It's the work. It's knowing going to it's work. You know, who wants to go to work anyway? 
Now I got to sit in traffic to get to work? Yeah, it's the grind. I just, I, I, I think of all those people out there that when they're told, guess what? You get to sit in traffic on the Eisenhower again. The worst stretch of freeway in America. <laughs> they're going to say, well, maybe it, I need to find a different job. You know what? Job. In 2020, the stretch of roadway that we're talking about, it only saw 41 hours of delays. <laughs> Only that was 41. down from 56 the year before. So we're getting better. Oh, 41 yeah, hours right. wasted of my life wasted. Yeah. But that's COVID hours. Wow. That's why yeah, that's even down. longer. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm saying three, that was oh, nine yeah. months of COVID in there. Yeah. You see what wow. I'm saying? Yeah. That was COVID hours. Oh, it's going to be triple that. It'll be <laughs> triple when we get back to yeah. the old norm. So, yes, <laughs> if you think traffic is bad, you science backs you up third worst traffic in the country and uh, that stretch of the eisenhower is literally the most congested and worst stretch of freeway in america worse than the five over there worse than the <laughs> beltway around dc right w- worse than any of those other ones it's pretty pretty darn amazing to think about it uh the water tower right over there on the mag mile macy's left huge anchor store right Who's possibly going to be able to move into that huge space? Well, there's already a debate over it. Who's foo-foo enough to move into the water tower? Mm-hmm. Who's bougie enough? Better We're going to talk classy about card. that. Yeah. Get our noses in the air already. Beggars can't be choosers. We're talking about it next on 890 WLS. Adopted a Target at some point. Mm-hmm. Target is, uh, I, I would argue, Target's like the new Sears. Like, you can get everything there. If they don't have it, you probably don't need it. You know, you could live forever there. They've got groceries, the snow tires, you know, a mm-hmm. little bit of everything, right? Uh, but does Target belong on the Mac Mile? Target. Target. Yes. <laughs> Put a well, little, you know, water tower place is losing or has lost. I was there a couple of weeks ago and it hadn't closed yet. The Macy's, which is the big anchor store at Water Tower, okay, multiple floors, etc. Um, and um, they're going to need somebody to to move in, right? Uh, it's a hell of and a it's lot huge. of space. Well, it's and it's the anchor store. The idea yeah. is it's going to bring a lot of people right, right. in, and that's why you know. People buy a pretzel or whatever, some of the other stores around there that that it supports. So while they are looking for a tenant, one potential tenant has already, well, Judy, caught the ire of a local politician. I love Maria Pappas. She's the Cook County Treasurer, and she just says it like it is. Of course, those are her own views. <laughs> um, because who else is going to... When you talk about a big retailer, like who? Sears? No more. Carson's? Marshall no Field. more. Yeah. I mean, it's there are no... Not, there's not another Macy's-ish retailer that... They're not new ones coming out of the right. woodwork. Yeah, they're, they're, they're all closing. I mean, yeah. Target's doing 
very well. There's already well. a Saks across the street. There's a, you know, there's a Nordstrom down there. I mean, it ain't yeah. like they're going to move in. And I mean, really, can't, can, Target maybe can squeak by. If it was Walmart, mm, if it was a grocery store. You people looking down your nose. Do you, I, I, here's what I, here's, here's the way I looked at it, because I was, I was curious. On the Mag Mile, or, or part of the shopping there, there's a TJ Maxx. Yeah. There's a Marshall's. There's a Nordstrom Rack, which is the discount version mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. How the hell is Target ruining the neighborhood? I know, how's, right? How's Target bringing the rent down? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. How are they in some way, shape, or form? And then when you look inside Water Tower, I mean, it's not exactly all high end. Yeah, I hate to tell Maria this, but, but you see what I'm saying? yeah, but Water Tower isn't what it was 20 years ago. There's even. a place in there called Unicorn World, which I'm <laughs> oh. assuming is full of unicorns. But why would you? Let's put, not hope it's full of our criminal of the day. How about the Pepper Palace is inside Water Tower? We can get peppers and hot sauce. But why would you put Target in the middle of the city? Like I feel like. That's why wouldn't you put Target yeah, in the middle target, of the city? There's, there's a, a Target, target on right State here. Street. Yeah, right? no, I live across the this street is a from the huge baby Target. target that this is going to be a huge one. Yeah, it's going to be a huge Target, and Target yeah. isn't that special. So I understand where Whoa. she's coming from. Yeah. Well. Maybe, Maybe they should like put like well maybe try an Amazon a curve store because it, I'll 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 show my fufu side. I don't think Macy's is special. Mm. Oh. Macy's to me is kind of a Bite general department tongue. store. Macy's kind of a general like department a, store. A, a higher though. end one though is like Saks. That to me is like a fancy department store. I think Macy's is kind of the average department store. Hmm, no, mm-hmm. see we had Carson's. That was more of the. To me, yeah, average and Macy's average. was it. Well, Marcus, Ma- come on, it's called needless markup for God's sakes. So, you know, I mean, yeah, you know, but you know what it is. End. When we had our Marshall Fields, that was our pinnacle. sure Marshall Fields. When it became Macy's, mm. but this idea, I, I, I think about the beggars can't be choosers. Mm. What? Well, know, I, she's I mean, saying, Maria what Pappas does it can 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 look down her nose at Target and think it doesn't belong on the Mag Mile? Again, I can make an argument. There's a hell of a lot of other stores around there that that wish they were Target. Also, you know, like oh, someday if we f- clean this place up enough, we could be a Target. You know? <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. If we could finally grow up and be a Target. To your point, Judy, name the other business that would move in. Right, that, that would draw you, traffic. That would that could take that whole space. You'd have to parcel it up, right? You'd have to just. Maybe many little stores would have to go in it. But then and it defeats I, it, the purpose of an anchor store. And you can see, okay, do you want to, when you're going down Michigan Avenue and all the lights are on in the yeah. evening, and do you want to see the big red sure. Target? I don't, I don't. Tesla. Yeah. Tesla. Imagine oh, the cars and the windows and driving okay, by. Okay, like, you know wow. what? <laughs> the water tower isn't good enough for Tesla. That's, <laughs> that's say, my problem with that. I was going to say, Elon Musk yeah. looks at that and goes, That would be cool. Imagine like the elevator for the cars dropping down. Wow, you were an idea person today, Miranda. I mean, she's really, you know, she needs to be on the water towers uh, in their next brainstorming session, you know, when they're trying to figure out who they could possibly get to fill it. That would be a hell of a lot of cars, by the way, inside what is multiple floors of a Macy's. Uh, Yeah, that space is huge. But I think think you look at... By the way, Target's growing. Targets are doing well. Right, and Target's just kind of asked about it it's not like they're moving and this is the funny part right once word got out the target just said oh water tower there's a space i'll help i loose. think looking down your nose at target is comes across a little bit elitist looking down you your nose what, though, at the target. Bruce, it is michigan avenue we do have we do like our michigan avenue and there's game. a marshall's on it yeah. okay <laughs> i'm just gonna throw it out there there's a tj maxx
I'm not dogging on them. But they're just a stare Yeah, they go on and on. Forever 21. Exactly. They go on and on and on. Yeah, it is. That ship has sailed. It's a little late. You know, to stop the riffraff from moving into the neighborhood, okay? <laughs> yeah. It's already there, for God's sakes. Get over yourselves. I, I want a large target there because the one over here, it's too small. Mm. doesn't have enough mm. stuff in it. I wish they were just the medium-sized ones again. They don't, they're too big they and too small. They are monstrosities, aren't they? They really yeah. are. My house. The yeah. Illinois State Board of Education is come out with some new safety guidelines. They might have... Uh, a lot to do with, uh, Nick, how the schools reopen or maybe how quickly we get back to some normalcy. Miranda over there. Are we getting near the end? Are we nearing the end of the pandemic? Oh, my goodness. Your mouth to God's ears. Well, guess what? Governor Pritzker said that. Yes. Actually, from the governor, the the uh, we know that the the deaf have fallen. We know that new cases have fallen. We're getting near record low numbers since the beginning, or since we started testing and doing all this. Positivity rates are at the lowest ever. And does that mean that there is light at the end of the tunnel? Hopefully. I mean, if they go, they were going by the metrics, right? This whole time, the metrics are looking good. Um, It's not to mean that this hasn't been horrific. Over 20,000 people in Illinois, died from COVID or COVID-related uh, things. Um, that is obviously a a tragedy, a huge right. scale, without a doubt. Yeah, it's probably 20, more 20, than 000, that, too. Yeah, but probably the numbers are probably higher than that. And, and, and but that we get 16 it. residents died during the past day. I mean, when you hear that, that's incredible. It's still happening. We, right, but we were hearing, you know, hundreds dead. I mean, Double digits, triple digits. Now it's still triple, but or a double, but not bad. And I think this is this is get, playing to and and I'm not criticizing the governor, but it's why a lot of people think this is all behind us, and I can understand that. Even if we're getting all this conflicting information, because we get pushback all the time. Yay, the vaccine's coming out. Yeah, but you still need to do this. Right. Well, we're near the end of it. Yeah, but you still can't travel here. You, you, right. It sounds Get the conflicting. vaccine. It's so important. You'll be good. Oh, but you can't really do anything. And I, I wanted to give uh, credit. I, I read an interesting piece from um, from a lady. Uh, she is a, a doctor herself, um, an emergency physician. She's a professor at George Washington University. Um, she used to be the health commissioner for the city of Baltimore. And she, I think, rightfully took the CDC to task. 
And her argument is that the guidelines that they keep issuing don't pass the common sense or smell test for average people. And it tends to go in one ear and out the other. One of her arguments is that, you know, when the CDC was talking about if you are vaccinated, fully vaccinated, the CDC says you should still continue to use the same precautions that you were using before, even if you're around other people who are fully vaccinated. And she said, when the CDC says things like that, People roll their eyes and they go, well, then what the hell was the purpose of the vaccine? Right, right. She says it should be the ticket back to normal life, right? Yeah, yeah. You know what? I mean, like, it doesn't pass the common sense test. I'm fully vaccinated. You're fully vaccinated. Why are we still wearing masks and sitting six feet apart? Do you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And she says, why doesn't the CDC acknowledge the reality? That is, if you're fully vaccinated and you're around other people that are, you can go back to life as normal. You can travel. You can, you know, go go out, do things. Yeah. Quit telling people that they have to keep doing all these things they were doing before they were vaccinated. Her argument is it discourages people from getting vaccinated. Right. right. If that, you know if, you can have your life back yeah. the, pretty much the way it was, if you get vaccinated, that'll change a lot of minds. But if you're still going to tell me I got to wear a mask and I can't mm-hmm. go here, I can't do that. Well, then I'll wait. I'll wait for the vaccine because I don't really, yeah, I'm make? afraid of it anyway. And yeah, that's, it is. And I think that's a solid argument. Messages. It's a really solid argument that the CDC, while they may be, they're, they're a bunch of nerds. They got pocket protectors. They've got tape on their glasses. They're you know, very, very cautious. They're nerds. And exactly. They are going to go to the worst case. They're going to go to the extreme mm-hmm. and the better safe than sorry argument. But those of us that live in the real world see the vaccine as a ticket out, get out yeah. of jail card. And the CDC is still arguing against that. And, and I think there's a solid argument to be made that you're doing a disservice. And, you, and the people who are on the fence, the people who are like, well, maybe I'll get it. Maybe I won't get the vaccine are discouraged from getting it. If it's not going to change their lives. Right. I mean, and obviously the CDC, based, basing it on the science, is thinking probably human nature. If we say, okay, you're good to go, oh, people will go full full steam ahead and they shouldn't do that. On the other hand, what's more important? Getting people vaccinated, right? So they, they you know, they should think about that before they issue these kind of recommendations and say, okay, you know, while we would wish people would still have some you know, some caution and, and maybe still wear their masks and not be around so many people who aren't vaccinated. The main thing here is to get everyone vaccinated, right? That's the main goal. So, yeah, issue your recommendations and orders with that in mind. She used to flying on an airplane. She said the risk of infection during air travel is already very low when all passengers are masked. Surely the risk is even lower for vaccinated people. Why can't the CDC say that vaccinated people can travel without having to quarantine or get tested? Right. Why can't you come out and That's say huge. That's a game changer. What's the point of the vaccine if I have to do everything that the people aren't vaccinated? Right, exactly. Right? And if you don't have to prove it or take the test or, you know, quarantine, that's huge. People would be getting on planes constantly and going places and reviving the economy and starting this, life up again. This doctor makes the argument the CDC should be encouraging vaccinated people to travel. No. They should be telling you, you absolutely. Now, you know, should you... You need to be careful when you're around people who are unvaccinated. You can still transmit mm-hmm. to them even if you can't get sick, and that's a thing for you. But 
you are fine. You are going to be okay. And you don't need to get tested when you land. And you don't need to uh, uh, quarantine for seven days if you're coming from Nebraska. or what. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. She's like, no. The CDC is sending mixed messages on this, and they're doing themselves a disservice by discouraging people from getting the vaccine. And I believe they did say, like, grandparents, right? Fully vaccinated grandparents could now go and see their grandchildren and hug them. So, okay. They're not vaccinated. So why can't you, as a vaccinated person, go about your life with, there might be some unvaccinated people, but... I, th- I think that you're the, hugging your grandchildren. The selling point should be, and it needs to be a consistent selling point from Mayor Lightfoot to Governor Pritzker to President Biden to the head of the CDC, whatever. You know what I'm saying? The, 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 Dr. Arwadi, it, it needs to be a consistent thing. If you are fully vaccinated, get back to life as normal. Mm-hmm. And get then back, those who don't, life. those who don't have the vaccination or who are hesitating, they, they, that's more information for them to make a choice. It, it, we're not going to require this. We're not going to do the restrictions that, that others are feeling. If you are fully vaccinated, those restrictions are lifted. Otherwise, what's the point? Yeah. I, I can tell you, you know, when I, when I get both of mine, yeah, we're, we're going back to old normal. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm telling you right now, regardless of what the CDC says. Once I'm fine, we're going back to old normal. And it's up to you. I wish you best of luck. Do what you think is best in your life. I get it. I'll do what I think is best in mine. I used the analogy yesterday. That's why I wear a seatbelt in the car. I don't care if you wear your seatbelt. I'll be fine. I'll walk away. You, maybe not so much. Okay, that's a choice you made. I get it. But I'm ready to go back to old normal. And uh, the CDC needs to get on board for that. Are you kidding me? Uh, Disney is literally going to run out of things to show. Okay? What, what All the cartoons now that have been, all the characters, you won't believe the latest in the crosshairs. The movie Dumbo. The Aristocrats. And Peter Pan oh, facing cancel culture. We'll tell you about that coming up next on 890 WLS. Every day, I'm told there is another cartoon character, there's another movie, there's another something or other from our past that uh, I am told is wildly offensive, uh, uh, racist, or inappropriate. The latest that we're going to add to this is Disney Plus, the streaming service, has removed from the kids section. So, to Disney's credit... They didn't take these off of Disney+. Plus. They're just not available on the kids section. So in the adult-only films... On Disney+. Plus, <laughs> On Disney+. Plus, <laughs> Dumbo, The Aristocrats, and Peter Pan. Yes. It's a flying elephant. <laughs> the reason they have what a problem saying? with it's Dumbo... Real? Dumbo... Uh, there's a scene in there where the crows, you know, the, 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 the group of crows, the leader of the crows is named Jim Crow. 
and they say that's an homage to the oh, Jim Crow laws. My. So if yeah. his was Bob Crow, he'd be okay. But apparently Jim Crow. And they said that the Jim Crows uh, resemble uh, the minstrel shows. White performers with blackened faces, although they are black crows. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they didn't paint their faces. Like, I'm like, wow, you really had to read it. Like, the, the filter that <laughs> they made them white crows, that would have probably been racist. If they made right? them white crows with black faces, yeah. you got an argument. But the black faces don't bother me as much as the, it says in tattered clothing, imitating and ridiculing enslaved Africans on southern plantations. They're That's, crows. Yeah, I know. But they have clo- I, they have clothes on. I never noticed that in the movie. Nobody did. I, Miranda, I, nobody did. Nobody was, was offended. You were too focused on the flying elephant. Exactly. I grew up with these movies. Like, there's nothing wrong with these movies. I'm fine. I turned out great. Yes. But. Although you seemed a little shocked when we said that the group's leader, his name was Jim Crow. Yeah, but... I didn't know I didn't, that was his name! I didn't, I didn't either, understand actually. that as a kid, though, and I feel like kids don't understand that until they get to elementary school and we talk about it, or even middle school. So how is that affecting kids now? Jim Crow is like, oh, I want to name my baby that. No, no kid is saying that. Or, <laughs> Are kids still watching Dumbo? Yeah. I think so. I think they're so much more sophisticated that these movies... Of the past, like Dumbo, really? but I oh, think no. there's some real classic. I do elements too. Peter to it, Pan to me is classic. Peter Pan is a classic. Dumbo, not so much. Yeah, we can't watch Peter Pan anymore. Uh-huh. No, Peter Pan oh, is on the crazy. list. Uh, uh, the problem with Peter Pan, where was that? I, I was like, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Peter they called them the Redskins. You know, in, like we called the football team just up till last year, was it? Peter and the Lost Boys engage in dancing, wearing headdresses, and exaggerated tropes when they were playing Indians. I played Cowboys and Indians. I played both. And by the way, you can be an Indian, but you better get it right. You better get that character correct. Given the day, I might have been the Cowboy or the Indian. It just depended. You know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) some days you wanted to be the Indian. Some days you were the Cowboy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because we can't have that anymore. Mm -mm. Yeah, the film portrays Native people in a stereotypical manner that reflects neither the diversity of Native peoples nor their authentic cultural traditions. Uh, That's so weak. I'm sorry. It's just so weak. weak. But here's what it gets to. The argument is stereotypes. I want to make an argument for stereotypes. Stereotypes only work if there is an element of truth to them. Mm-hmm. Okay? If I say, if I say rednecks live in double wide trailers with a uh, AstroTurf deck, It's only funny because it's true. It's only funny because there's an element of truth to it. If I say, when you go to Disneyland, you never see uh, Japanese or Chinese tourists with photographic equipment around their neck. You never see it. You never see them with cam. Of course you do. That's why it, 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 there's an element of truth to it. If, you, if, if, you, if your stereotype has no element of truth to it, it's not a stereotype. By the way, I was in the Sistine Chapel. They said no pictures what? every asian person with a camera was a, the flashes were crazy but you, you understand my point <laughs> like the, the reason there is a stereotype is because there's an element of truth to it okay so the argument is you can't have any stereotypes well then how do you ever describe any part you you you, you if you can't use the thing that your group organization whatever is the most identified with 
Well, then everybody in every cartoon is going to be just some generic blob, you know, devoid mm. of any specific clothing or a specific accent or a specific accoutrement. It's ridiculous. But I mean, these stereotypes we're talking about here are not funny, of course, right? The, you know, tattered clothing and ridiculing enslaved I, Africans. I, listen, I'd like to think that I am aware enough that if there were blackface minstrels, I could look at that and go, maybe that's inappropriate. We don't do that anymore. Right. Unless you're the governor yeah, of You're an adult of and you should you, Virginia, you, you don't better do that be anymore. able Yeah, you better be able okay? to do that. But when you have crows wearing clothes and you equate that to minstrel I'm like, no 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 no. They're just crows. Just a group of crows it's well, a group of crows and they're dressed yeah listen it's a murder of crows if oh. disney's the one saying and doing this I know. then obviously they know something we don't they then they they must be saying to themselves well when we made this remember we were all laughing say, about that lady in the yeah, tramp it's, swiss family robinson have already gone through this again they're gonna run out of movies yeah they're gonna run out of cartoons when you apply that standard to absolutely everything and why are they, I mean, is Disney, because obviously Disney's now doing this. Are they just who's worried about someone? Yeah, who's complaining? Who are these people? They're worried about yeah. the complaints, the possible complaints. This so, is the better safe than sorry, which yep. is the worst argument I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. No, better safe than sorry is not a good reason to erase, cancel, mute. No, mm -hmm. Dumbo is an American classic. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with the, the, the original Disney animation Dumbo. It is not racist, for God's no. sake. Well, but Disney's the one saying it, right? I grew up with They Dumbo. explain that the crows and musical number pay yeah. homage to racism. They're the ones saying it. They Dumbo. made the movie. Uh, they're, they're applying a 2021 standard to a 1950s uh, cartoon, and it's ridiculous. Kids of the future are going to be miserable. They're going to have nothing. Nothing. Everything's going to be vanilla. Again, it's the only thing you can have. Again, I'm. I, they're not only watching Dumbo. Have. I'm. I'm. I'm going to argue they might not even be watching Peter Pan. I want to congratulate the war on drugs once again for winning. Uh, for uh, congratulate drugs for winning the war on drugs. That yeah. uh, in a uh, in a one hundred to nothing defeat, uh, drugs have won, and we now have at some of these dispensaries now. What constitutes as, if you think they're just selling the weed, well, you're going to be surprised by some of the new stuff you can get. We'll tell you about that coming up next on 890 WLS. Up yesterday as a mass vaccination site, another what six thousand people to get vaccinated today. Meghan Markle's interview with Oprah is kind of similar to Princess Di's interview in on BBC in nineteen ninety five. Hmm. Is history repeating itself? Interesting. All right. Uh, congratulations once again. The uh, drugs have won the war on drugs. We have legalized recreational marijuana here. There have been more, sta more states just added it the other day. I want to say like Virginia and another state. Um, it's going to be everywhere. 
It uh, is everywhere. Just get is, over it, Bruce. Thank you. It it's is here. everywhere. It's, well, it's, I don't have a problem with it. so, you know, minor. Uh, and and uh, looking around the room. Judy. Don't look at me. I'm always asking for a doing? friend. Judy, put that I'm down, the Judy. only one who's never. <laughs> Do you know what that sound was, Bruce? Smoked or used the, the marijuana. Uh, but I am 100% in favor of its legalization. But if you think of weed as just smoking and water bongs, thank you very much, uh, oh, you would so be mistaken. Far. Well, well, it, and it strikes me that as recreational marijuana rolls out, and we're doing huge numbers here in Illinois. It's flying Huge off the numbers, right? Yeah. They've expanded into a variety of other things. Some things you... Probably didn't even know existed, Judy. Um, yes. Well, besides smoking, of course, there's the edibles. There are pills. When you say edibles, and, give me an, give me a con. What, you, uh, I don't want to just tart, say edibles. A sweetheart. Really? A piece of chocolate. Mm-hmm. Piece of licorice. I mean, I always heard of like name, pop brownies. Is that the same pick thing? Pick your poison. Mm-hmm. Isn't that funny? Um, yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's candy. It's literally candy, really? and um, you could buy butter. And then you can make banana bread mm-hmm. or cookies. Mm-hmm. They're delicious. Wow. My friends tell me. Um, but this new thing that they're coming ready, up with now, thing? it's they're like designer. It's designer weed. Well, yeah, of course I, I you mean, that was coming. No, no, of no. Of course they were. Yeah, I mean, but <laughs> you it's, go to a liquor store, you can buy top shelf or cheap stuff. Yeah, it's right? not even mm-hmm. about that because I, I mean, when you the dose is probably the same if you buy a sweet tart or if you buy you know one of these. Edibles that come in a fancy box and it's it's for gifts. Bebo, yeah, I know, but you know what? Think about it. What a unique gift because you could never give that gift before. Well, I guess you could if you wanted to get arrested. But, um, uh, so yeah, they're they're designed to be socially dosed. Bebo products I don't deliver. Know what that means designed I, I to be socially. Yeah, here's dosed. even more on. So, what does it mean? I, you sit around in a party. Uh, it's socially exactly. Dosed? Like, it's exactly. So that you can just unravel it and then pop it in your mouth, and you don't have to worry about what dose it is. Right, and it's socially dosed. It delivers a sophisticated, sleek, and 100% natural cannabis experience that gives you a buzz without losing your cool. Mm-hmm. If that's not a lot of crap, I don't know wow. what is. I'm, cause, cause, <laughs> no, again, as, First of all, I would lose my cool. As uh, the straight edge guy around here who's never drank and never smoked ever anything, not even that one time. That's crazy. Doesn't my impression is just like with alcohol, marijuana affects different people differently. Exactly. I, I, so that, that's my impression. No, right? no it's absolutely mm-hmm. true. I mean, it's, I understand it is a downer in the, in, you know, it's almost a sedative kind right. of effect that it tends to mellow people out. But it also makes some people, what, anxious or right. yeah. gives but them they, anxiety. Like, it, it affects you differently. Correct. Not only that, they make it a certain way. Mm-hmm. If you want to be down, then you buy the one that says, hey, looking for looking to be, you know, relaxed. Oh. If you want to be up, then you buy the one that says, sativa. and actually, you probably know they have sativa, in, indigo. Indica. Indica, indigo, <laughs> indi couch is what we call it. <laughs> Miranda seems to know a lot about this. Well, I'm 21 now, so I can. You've been I, 21 for a week. Girl. I know, okay. I know, but now I'm eligible. Oh, did you to just start? Med- yeah, she just started. <laughs> yeah, just started. Yeah. In I'm the el- last week, I've become an expert. Um, <laughs> wait, wait, you were going to say you're eligible to get your card? Yeah, my medical marijuana card now. Oh, okay. So. 
Why are you yeah. getting a you're getting a medical marijuana card, or you could just you're just well, eligible to get mar- to buy marijuana now. That too, but I want to get my medical marijuana card because everything is tax free. It's cheaper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Do you have a medical condition that you need marijuana? Uh, Plantar fasciitis. The growth what? plate in my heel Stop grows lying. faster, so my feet are super flat. So I have Shut a lot the front of feet door. pain. Really? Yeah. Heel pain. Mm-hmm. Seriously, mm-hmm. Bruce. I know it's hard to believe, <laughs> but it is true. I mean that. It hurts. People who say, I mean, people who are in real pain. Yeah, I just don't believe is, her. Right. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm trying to bolster I, I, her I'm argument sure here. Yeah. I'm sure it is a real thing. Yeah. I just don't believe Miranda. She just for said this. she's got flat feet. Yeah. Yeah. It's like she can't even join the army. Flat feet can now get you a weed card. That's good to know. What What's the argument, Nick? The guy, Kevin the guy in the, in the alley. I wouldn't go to the dispensary every single day. It'd just be like a like I want some edibles, so I'm just gonna go because you can't get the edibles from the guy selling you dime bags. You can, but and you don't know good. what he is selling you. Really, <laughs> exactly. the bottom line. I mean, it's it's true. It's you want to talk about different reactions. Yeah. At least when you go to these stores, these Allegedly. dispensaries, yes. that you know exactly what you're getting. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. There's a quality yes, to the you, product. Or absolutely. They their good. ingredients are on everything. It's like a nutrition label. Yes. It tells you how much percent. Yeah, because and I know Nick, you sound. Uh, I've I've watched the documentaries on this. I'm fascinated by all of it. That you know, they're they're in an effort to brand themselves, in an effort to stand out from just everybody selling weed. That these companies have literally invested in. You know, making sure that they have a certain potency that they deliver yeah. on a on a, on a consistent product. Mm-hmm. That is the law, by the way. Yeah, but they but, are but you're not going to buy it a second time if they lied to you. you exactly. You know what I'm I mean, there are milligrams. It's about the THC. Is it? Is it what? Um, the, yeah. They've got CBD weed. Or? Hold on. They have weed coffee, which strikes me as oh, two yeah. things operating in in opposite of one another. Uh, <laughs> right. Just a double dose. It's an upper downer. <laughs> upper downer. It, well, if you get the sativa, then it's just going to have the coffee taste with the upper but if you get the indica then you're just going to get the coffee taste with the downer you know wow. oh, wait they have sour gummy bites that are vegan friendly come on uh-huh. well, <laughs> that is hilarious vegan gummy bears yeah i thought i was gonna uh, you know say what? i would have thought gelatin, gummy bears you know? were gummy, i had a bag uh, of swedish fish yesterday <laughs> and i could swear they were vegan yeah I, I, the things I learn about vegans and vegetarians. So I want to, so I've had trouble sleeping my, my whole life. It's something I, I do. And I've actually thought about this, but I, I admit to being a little overwhelmed mm-hmm. that, uh, uh, even, and I've walked into dispensaries and looked around before that it can be overwhelming. And I have have menus for God's sake. Yeah. I <laughs> haven't gotten up the courage yet or found somebody that I trust that I would try something. I would never smoke anything, but that I would try something that would help me sleep instead of taking a prescription pill. I haven't, I'm, I'm not at that point yet. Yeah. And you are, since you're overthinking it already, already I feel like it. it will affect you because no. you're already a little bit stressed about should I do it, should I not? And then, yeah, you almost need to be in a really comfortable situation when you first do it. I was going to say, if you find it. your person, I feel yeah. like it's going to be a positive Of course, we feel Is like this the guy in the alley again? No, no, no. no, 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 no this is a good friend. But I feel like I'm, I'm, <laughs> this is what we say to, you know, 17, 18, 19-year-olds or people in college. So you're a little bit older. Thank so you. So we're giving you that talk that you should have had way back oh, okay. when. So I'm sitting down <laughs> yeah. for this talk. Is this about where babies come from? No, I don't want to hear no. It. It's about. I don't want to hear it. I saw a movie <laughs> once and it's yeah. terrifying. It's about doing pot for the first time and understanding that, yeah, anything can happen. So mm-hmm. it's good to. Be, you need a friend. Word. 
I understand that, oh, that, yeah. that, that yeah. if you have the 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 card, right, that it could it could affect you if you get the the card. That was his concern with Miranda, right? My mom has both. She has her medical marijuana card and she has her Floyd card. Mm. And because she had the Floyd <laughs> card first, yes. yes. And even if you, if you get a, if you want to get a Floyd card, you just when they say, do you use illegal drugs? But, you say but, no. But Nick Nick mm. brings up an interesting point oh. that it is still a federal uh, crime. It's a Schedule One drug and all this, but but but. The, the complexity of this whole thing, where it is, for some people, it is as normal and common as popping a lifesaver or a pack of gum, a, a stick of gum in their mouth. And for other people, it is a, a federal crime. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and they're both right. <laughs> you know, yeah. and, they're, and, they're, and they're both at the same time uh, have a leg to stand on. It is, it is, listen, drugs have won the war on drugs. It's, it's, again, it's not even close. I see, but I don't think people who don't normally do marijuana, which in whatever form, just because it's now legal, I, you know, like me, I, I'm they not. They made it legal. I didn't start doing right, it. Exactly. And I, I'm not was, saying I haven't done it. Maybe. Right. I don't remember. But if someone's <laughs> going to accuse me of it in college. But I'm saying, same with me. It's to me, it's, um, you know, it's one of those fun things you do once in a while. Well, yeah, the fact that it's legal or illegal is not my barrier to entry. I, I could have gotten it when it was illegal, along with every other drug on the planet if right. I wanted to. That's not why I wasn't using it it's like you know i speed too i mean i've heard that i speed i know what the speed limit <laughs> yeah, right. is but i drive over it yeah. or excuse me i know people that drive yeah. over the speed limit no, yeah. i understand what the law is i choose which ones i like to follow is spring break gonna look vastly different this year we've got uh, katie keo one of the trip sisters who's been traveling lately might help us with a few tips along the way it's coming up next on 890 wls Take a spring break, make spring break plans. Maybe they're already planning their summer vacation, thinking mm-hmm. of a uh, a better time. Joining us right now, uh, one half of the Trip Sisters. You can hear right here, Sundays noon to one, is Katie Keo. Katie, good morning to you. Well, good morning, everybody. How are you? Uh, doing excellent. Uh, people are starting to travel. I've seen things like the TSA numbers. Uh, folks can just look at the roads and freeways. People are getting out and about and moving around. And travel is starting to pick up again. What What are you guys seeing? What is happening in the world of travel? Well, I, you're right. It is start, People are, they want to get going. It's spring break is coming. But, you know, there are a lot of rules we have to follow this year. And I think... People are taking what they call toe dip trips, mm. and that's destinations nearby, weekend getaways, road trips. I mean, overall, the safest way to travel right now in 21 is driving, is doing a road trip. Um, I, you know, the airports are getting really crowded, and, um, you know, with that comes more risk and all that. So, I mean, I definitely have some do's and don'ts of, of travel for 2021. Please share them with us. So, yeah, <laughs> okay. well, because a lot of people, it might be their first time. Kind of quickly out of the way. Yeah. But don't travel to attend a party, a festival, a large event. And I'm specifically talking to the college kids out there, Uh-oh. right? A lot of spring breaks have been canceled, thankfully. Um, places like the university. 
they've all either postponed or kind of adjusted spring break. So in one way, that's a good thing for the country because all these kids aren't going to be gathering as much, right? Um, so Got that's it. a good thing. Um, but, you know, just just be smart when you're doing it. If you're going to travel, go on a rope drive, you know. Keep the same people in your car. Bring groceries with you and rent a place as opposed to doing a hotel. Uh, go camping, hiking. Spend time outdoors. I think we can all have a good spring break, but we just have to be mindful this year. It's not like our normal spring break. Right. And Katie, as we know, last year's spring break was kind of a disaster. I mean, cases all over spiking because kids still did it. They, you know, we were still kind of just in the beginning of this pandemic. They didn't know what we didn't they know. Didn't at know. The time. Exactly. So, so right. you, you do think that this year, I mean, but we are seeing, you know, uh, you know, Disney World's book solid for spring break. I mean, it, it looks like, People are going to go away for spring break, but do you see them acting differently than they did last year? I, I think it varies by state. I think that's what it comes down to. Here's the thing. Would I bring my family to Florida this during spring break? I don't think so. But if you have to go to Florida, there probably are places you can go to that aren't as cool uh, that you can social distance, like Marathon, Florida, which is out in the Keys. It's kind of a low-key place. I wouldn't go to the Fort Lauderdale for spring break. I love Fort Lauderdale, but I wouldn't go you know, during this time, because the kids are still going to come down. And by the way, I was just in Florida a couple weeks ago, and a lot of people are not wearing masks. So I would not put my, I wouldn't subject myself to that. She's Katie Keogh, one half of the Trip Sisters. Again, you can hear their show Sundays, noon to one, right here on WLS. So you have been traveling. Uh, a lot of folks haven't. What are you, tell me some of the things you're seeing. Have you only driven to these places or have you flown also? No, I've actually flown. Now, now just full disclosure, my husband has had the vaccine. I've had the vaccination, okay. which is why I feel more comfortable. I actually just got lucky. Someone canceled. I called on a snow day. They had an extra. I let, Literally, I was in the right place at the right time. Right. But um, so that's why I, I feel more comfortable. And if you have the vaccination, like you can still travel, but we also have to be careful. Um, I, like I said, I flew. Um, I, I did not have an ex- a good experience coming back. In fact, I like I, I told on, on two girls who were like two rows ahead of us. They were in their 20s. They literally took off their masks every time the flight attendant went past them. Oh. And nobody was saying anything. And I did. I, I you know, I said this, this. And so the, the flight attendant went up to him and they said, look, you guys do this again. I will arrest you. Like it's a federal offense to take off your mask within an airplane. But, you know, that's the thing. It's like you're risking all the all the seats are full. So. You're not social distancing when you're on this airplane. So that, that's something that, that we were pointing out, that, that flights are packed right now. Oh, packed. I mean, there was not an empty seat. And we were in a row with the th- I had three people with me. We were all in the same row, which made me feel more comfortable. But the thing is, if you are going to fly, double mask. Like hmm. 100% wear two masks. It's just studies show it's just safer. Um, you know, just constantly be wiping your seat down. Bring wipes with you. Um sanitizer hand sanitizer all of that i was extra careful um you know because a lot of people aren't following the rules and you have to be that example for people i think yeah you have to be vigilant katie so i am going away for spring break i'm sorry no no no, but i am i'm driving i i made a conscious decision to drive instead of flying now i just wanted to ask because i this has probably not been asked for such a long time because well, people still do, I know, road trips. I don't know that they do this as much, but you're right. I don't want to stay at a hotel. I need to sleep because it's 15 hours. But is it okay to stay to, to sleep at a rest stop these days? Oh, my God. 
Yeah, well, I mean, arrest stop. Hey, I watch those murder shows all the yeah. time. I mean, arrest stop. Arrest stop. Every like, serial, serial killer hangs out at rest exactly. stop. Exactly. <laughs> I would not recommend a rest stop, but oh. you, could, you can call ahead. And I mean, just from a safety standpoint, but you can call ahead to these hotels. This is what I did. A lesson learned. Find out what they're at, how many people they're allowing in. Now, in Fort Lauderdale, for instance, they're, they're at 100% capacity. Mm. So there is no, like, you know, only 25%. So call these hotels. You can still stay at a hotel. Of course you can. In fact, they need the business. But just make sure that they're following the guidelines. Like, what are they doing to help prevent COVID? A lot of these hotels are doing extra measures of safety. So feel comfortable in that, especially if you stay at a reputable company, like a, a Hilton, a mm-hmm. Westin, or, you know, places that are reputable. They're taking the right guidelines. So I would do that. It's not. It's not that I don't try. I just don't feel like staying at a hotel. I just want to sleep for a couple hours here and there. So you're telling me I shouldn't do it at a rest stop. Well, I mean, didn't your mother tell you not to do that? Yeah, but I haven't. Haven't times changed? Don't they have like security guards there now? Aren't they well lit? I've never done that. But yeah, I mean, if anything else, I would go to a Walmart. Or, yeah. um, I'm just going to go right to the police station and sleep there. there you, you know what? I'll just, station. yeah, exactly. Hey, Katie, thank there you. you. Somewhere, thank- yeah, somewhere like that. But yeah, do a road trip. I mean, you could, like, we all have to live, right? But we just have to be smart and mindful and just go to places where you can social distance. Go horseback riding, hiking. Enjoy uh, the outdoors. Outdoor. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm 100% with you. There's amazing things to visit all over this country. Katie, thank you very much. We appreciate your time. One half of the Trip Sisters, Sundays, noon to one, right here on WLS. So, uh, you know, as we talk about the rules, and Katie mentions the rules in traveling and they change state to state and all this, that, and the other, we're getting some, is it conflicting information, Nick, on maybe what the safety looks like when it comes to schools? I have a lot of firsts around here. <laughs> First time in my life, I commuted to work carrying an umbrella. Wow. First time ever. I I had to buy an umbrella. First off, mm. I got it on the Amazon. I just went to Very home. nice. Um, is it a nice one? It is nice. I don't know a Did lot of Did you use it umbrellas? as a cane as you walked along the <laughs> mean streets silly. of Streeterville? I was worried that somebody would see me like walking like that. So, no, I, I carried it. So, what, you it put it over your shoulder like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm tough. I carried it like a spear. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you know, I was I was ready to f- fight off the hooligans here, but uh, uh, we might get some rain this afternoon. And I thought, when you walk to work and back, like I do, like I've never had to worry about what the hell's the weather going to be like later on. I'm like, you know, it didn't matter. Now it matters <laughs> for my one block home. I just I don't know how hard it might rain. I don't know. Did you open the umbrella to make sure it works? Oh, God. No, I, haven't done. I, don't <laughs> I know just how... made that up. Totally made it up. I don't I'm even sure know it how it operates. Do not open it indoors. That's bad luck. Yeah, very okay, bad. Okay, that I know. And do not open it probably in, uh, and you know, Chicago, the windy city. Yeah, oh. I was breezy this morning. Really, it really does mean the wind, not the windiness <laughs> right. of the politicians. We should just let them find out. 
Yeah. Is it going to squish inside yeah, out? Yeah, you got to be careful. When <laughs> okay. it's windy, especially, yeah. you know, if there are like wind tunnels downtown, yes, right? Yes, I noticed. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, so if you're out in the open, you're almost even, It's but you're better off. But when okay, you're... So I'm screwed, in other words. Well, right, I, I mean, I don't that. know. That's, that's, I hope you didn't pay well, that much. The opposite that. direction, I hope you didn't maybe. pay a lot. Walk in the opposite direction. Yeah. I can only get home one way. I have to go that direction to get home. I don't have to tell you. If I keep walking the other way, I'm farther from home. I don't know if you know how that works, Miranda. I can't walk in the direction of the wind if it takes me away from where I want to go. I've never owned an umbrella either. So. Okay, so well, I, you could uh, you could lease mine with an option to buy if you ever need it. Nice. I'm just throwing well, it out there. This is the problem with the commute that we haven't had in a year. Um, you know, I would always pick an umbrella up off Metro. Right, Nick? Did you ever take Metro to work? Someone always leaves their umbrella. Oh, you're yeah. stealing somebody well, else's I didn't umbrella. steal it. It was well, there. Didn't. They got up. They left. And they left the umbrella. You didn't take it to the lost and found? Don't they have a lost no. and found? No. in Chicago? Of course they do. Because <laughs> I've lost things, is that, too. Is that where you get all your mittens, also? Is yeah. It, a a glove. And, hey, I don't know. I keep going long enough. I oh, might find gosh, the matching yeah. glove, right? Sometimes Somewhere. a ticket. Sometimes a monthly. That's wow. like the gold. So <laughs> the reason I bring it up is because a lot of you are, are commuting right as we speak, right? How many how many people right now are in bumper to bumper stop and go on the Eisenhower? Yeah, we're talking to you. And if you travel that route normal, that's your normal commute. Okay? And you every day you're like, oh my God, it sucks. And you know where it slows down every time. You know where the problems are. You know where the lanes go there. You, you know all that. And you think this is the worst flipping freeway in America. Guess what? You're right. Yes. That's according to the facts. Eisenhower. Yeah. Between the tri-state and the Jane Byrne interchange, it's the most congested road in the entire country. So last year, that stretch, if you were on that last year, you probably saw around 41 hours of delays. Yeah. They estimate about 10 minutes a, a day. Uh, 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 That's during COVID. But I was going to say, it's down. It was down only. And I thought this was odd. Like 22% from the year before. The the freeways don't look like they're down 22% to me a, a couple months ago. They look like they were down 95%. Yeah, right? exactly. I, having driven them, yes, there was no one on the roadways. Yeah. No one. But now it's jumped probably 50, at least 50%. I mean, some days I go out around, you know, one or two in the afternoon to go run to the store. It is so congested. Yeah. So I think... People aren't just going back to work, because they are. They're also just going out more. They, again, the vaccine, the, they're going to the store. They're going wherever. They just there want is, to see something other than the inside of their house. Well, and you know what? <laughs> I live on a, it's not a major street. It's not a busy, but it's a major street in busy my town. Enough. Busy enough. Yeah, I would call it. I mean, I would never live there with little kids, put it that way. I moved there because we were adults. It's so I can hear, especially when I'm up in the attic, I could just hear the traffic go by. It's, you know, it's it's that kind of street. Well, I haven't heard traffic for a year. Mm. Now I hear traffic every day at rush hour. Nonstop. Boom, boom, boom. Over happened to be sitting on yesterday. I was sitting on the front porch. I could not believe the number of cars that were going by. It's like a normal, uh, you know, working day. I want to acknowledge the stress. That some people are feeling. I want to, because. Just thinking about it. No, because it's new stress. Mm-hmm. Oh. They weren't having to travel for maybe the last six months, nine months. Maybe it's been a year yeah. since you've had to go back to an office or, or even wanted to go back to where you worked. You've been working remotely. You haven't had to make that commute. And now 
you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh, God, I got to drive down the Eisenhower again. Uh, that's it's huge. I mean, to be right? to be away from that for a year. I wonder how many people. And I mean this honestly, because I've had plenty of friends, and I've I've done it. I used to live way out in, way outside of town, and I said, well, I wanted the bigger house, and I wanted the big backyard, and I couldn't get that in the city. It was too expensive, so I, I moved to the outskirts. And I did that for a few years, and I go, who the hell was the idiot who thought commuting 45 minutes to an hour both directions yeah. every day was, I would never, I go, by the time I get home, I don't, it's a 12 hour not, day. I'm not enjoying anything right. because I, 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 this was pointless. When I first started my internship, I thought it was the coolest thing to have to drive down to Chicago and get into in the traffic. big city. Yeah. yeah. How long now, did that last, Miranda? Honestly, it lasted a year. Oh, okay. I'm not going to lie. But now at this point, I just, I, flying cars sounded pretty cool. Yeah. But I just wonder yes. how many folks are going to be over it. They're just not, not they're having gonna, it. Yeah, they're not, not going to do it. They're not going to do it. And they're going to make decisions. Regarding employment, regarding their work, the pressure that companies are going to feel, not from people who are, I'm worried about going back to work because I might get sick. Okay? Leave that out of it. You know? Mm -hmm. They might use that as an excuse, but the reality is, I don't want to sit in traffic. Right. I don't want to waste another hour, two hours of my day driving back and forth on what this study says. Are the is the third most congested city in America. Right. And don't kid yourself. They don't want to get up and take a shower. They don't want to put nice clothes on. They don't want to shave. They don't want to do their hair and their and makeup. They been doing it then for they year. have to leave. Yeah. And then you finally get in your car and, and sit in your car. And let's not forget too, people haven't really been driving. It's a it's this a perishable is, skill. This is evident, yes, by especially when we mm-hmm. had the snow. Yeah. Are you kidding oh me? It looked like a demolition I could derby. Not, but people were going like three miles an hour. Yeah. Down major it, it had been plowed already. I was like, what and you know, that is really, really dangerous. It is a perishable skill. You come skill. up on a on a car that's going, you know, ten miles an hour. It was awful. So there is also that. So people, you know you're gonna probably have to go back soon at some point. Go Some to, of you will. You better start getting in your car and driving the church, around the block. Go to the church parking go lot. Go to the parking lot <laughs> and, and, and do some again. donuts and if do you have donuts, to. Donuts, exactly. But you might want to get one of your parents to go with you. Get mommy or daddy. <laughs> mommy or daddy will sit in the passenger seat like, brakes, brakes, brakes. Oh, my God. That helped you. They'll put like a folder in front. That's what that happened to me during driver's said I'll never forget. The guy put a folder in front of my face. <gasps> Mud splashes on your window. What do you do? I, of course, never did anything. I just kept going. I probably crashed into the bill. I I was flooring it. Exactly. (laughs) But anyway, yeah, you might want to get someone to go with you and give you some tips. We need to remember to use your turn signal. Those are optional. Turn signals are optional on most cars these days, sadly. Illinois gun owners frustrated. And uh, listen, is there um, some slow walking going on when it when it comes to approvals for applications for the FOID cards. We actually have the Illinois Rifle Association. They're going to be joining us next and tell us what they're doing to help you help you exercise your Second Amendment rights. Coming up next on 890 WLS.
You know what? I want to talk to you about Balance 7. Balance here, right? And the stories of how long it's taken, they are wide and far. And people that are saying, you know, this just isn't happening. Well, somebody is doing something about it. And that somebody is joining us right now. Uh, Richard Pearson is the executive director of the Illinois State Rifle Association. Richard, good morning to you. Good morning, all. So, Richard, tell us a little bit about the problem, the fundamental issue. Why aren't people getting these licenses that they've legally applied for? Well, we don't really know exactly why. Um, uh, there are some root causes that goes way back into the uh, passage of concealed carry. Um, and under that uh, um, that uh, administration, which was Governor Quinn, the, the, the whole thing was a new process, and it was understaffed from the beginning, and it has just uh, gotten worse. So it's as not that the state police don't have the money to do it because they get $120 out of every uh, concealed carry application, and we're nearing 400,000 of them. And about uh, probably 100 to 150,000 have been renewed, so they've gotten that money twice from some people. So your your so organization is the 80 million dollars. Yeah, your organization has filed a lawsuit then against the state police to try to get them to live up to the law. Exactly, we want them to uh, get in there, issue those cards, you know, do the background checks, and get them out the door. Well, Richard, as we know, this predates the uh, COVID pandemic, right? And, uh, you know, applications are up like they have spiked along with gun sales. So, you know, it's one thing to say they are, uh, you know, they've they've always been slow, which they have because of money, because of manpower, whatever it may be. But they they did just last year approve uh, three hundred and forty three hundred. I'm sorry, three hundred and forty three thousand applications Compared to ninety the year before, I mean, so they are they are okaying the applications. It's just taking a little bit longer than usual. Well, it's taking up to some people have been waiting over a year. Wow! Uh, so the problem is that if there's a problem with your application, if this goes back into the Floyd card, if you make a mistake on it or you have to uh, resubmit something, it seems like you never hear what happens. Mm. It's just like you send your replies to nowhere. So we want to get this straightened out. You know, we want the state police to uh, do their job. We're not after the state police. We just want to issue our void cards and our concealed carry permits. Well, and by law, they are they are supposed to do this within what ninety days? Well, actually, it said forty five days on the renewals. Okay, and uh, ninety days on uh, new ones. Um, even if you don't submit fingerprints, and most people do submit fingerprints. So there's no reason why the background check can't be done, really. And just so we're clear, this is um, you're you're talking about the concealed carry. These are people who already have their FOID cards, but are are now wanting to get a concealed carry. Right, card. right. Yeah. Sometimes uh, they apply for both at the same time. Mm-hmm. That sometimes will slow down the process, but it really shouldn't. And uh, so, why do you uh, think there are so many more people who are interested in concealed carry? Well, if you look what's happening in the world, everybody's yeah. worried about this. You know, yeah. it's yeah. a, it's a, that's not that hard a problem. Uh, the the police may come, the police may not come. You know, we got uh, police response times are half an hour. When uh, when something happens to you or your family, the only people there are you and your family and the uh, and the criminal trying to attack you. 
the policemen aren't there. They yeah. can't be there. And actually, they have no obligation to be there under the Illinois law. Richard Pearson, again, the executive director of the Illinois State Rifle Association, who have filed suit against the state police over their uh, delays. Do you think that in any of these delays, are they are they possibly political? Are they are they dragging their feet on purpose because they just don't want more people carrying concealed? Well, at this point, I don't see that that's happening. I, I, I don't believe that would be happening. I would be very disappointed if it did happen. Needless to say. But, uh, but there's also organizational things that they need to get done. And so maybe just not a so, high priority for them. Uh, well, we're trying to move it, move it up on a priority. Right. Yeah. And Richard, just I want to make sure I'm, I'm clear on this, too. There is no concealed carry in Chicago. The city, correct? Well, there is concealed carry in Chicago. Oh, you can conceal carry in Chicago? Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. So you can get a concealed carry permit in Chicago, and in some neighborhoods, I would certainly want one. <laughs> yeah, well, that's and that's interesting because <laughs> I, I thought, both, yeah, I thought the city fought and won that, but no, there is concealed carry in Chicago. The city fought okay. and lost that one. Oh, yeah. they fought and lost. Okay, so, Richard, right. thank you, and uh, and best of luck uh, uh, with your with your action against them. Again, that's Richard Pearson with the um, with the. Uh, um, Executive director of the Illinois State Rifle Association trying to speed up the process. I mean, there is a legally mandated time this is supposed to be happening in, and it's not even coming anywhere yeah, but close. The problem is it's nothing new. This has been going on. I mean, we've been doing this story forever right, since they uh, approved concealed carry. It, it might take a lawsuit yeah. for them to finally take it seriously yeah. in that, right, in that right. sense. Exactly. Or, or change change the law as into how quickly you're going to do it, one or the other. They'll still claim, you know, no manpower, no money. Well, Can't get it done quicker. You figure it out, right? You figure it out. Hey, we've got a check of the headlines on the way coming up. Then we're going to talk about a an organization out there trying to help your kids. And maybe this year, more than ever. We're talking about it next on 890 WLS. Mm. Or is it just in more royal pains? Mm. Well, it's almost a done deal. The House today plans to pass the nearly $2 trillion COVID package and send it to President Biden. All righty. Uh, we know that um, we've talked so much about how the pandemic over the last year, how it's affected your kids. From little kids to teenagers, if you will. The change in routines not going to school for for many of them, not being around their friends, not being able to maybe do some of the things they like, sports being canceled. I mean, the list goes on and on. And I really felt for my uh, my niece, Sophie, who was a senior last year. Um, she was, I think she was valedictorian in one of, the, one, of, you know, one of those things of her high school. Um, she didn't have a prom. They didn't get to walk across the stage. You know, and, and, and she told me, and I thought it was really touching of her she said you know for four years i was kind of told what the end of my my high school career would look like and it wasn't anything like you guys told me that was oh, yeah, that's so sad you, you know what i'm saying like I mean, she goes i worked senior, towards all this yeah right? that's what you work toward is being a senior mm-hmm. 
Joining us right now is uh, is Jim Carroll, and Jim is the former director of the White House Office of National Drug Control Policy uh, and a senior advisor of Students Against Destructive Decisions, called SAD, S-A-D-D. Jim, good morning to you. Good morning. It's so great to be on. Yeah. I'm going to assume that the um, the dangers that kids and parents face during a pandemic have have maybe changed or become exaggerated in some areas. Are you guys seeing that? Yeah, um, it's really, you know, it's very worrisome. And I'm really honored to be able to partner with SAD, the Students Against Destructive Decisions, because what we're seeing, the data from 2020 is really scary for our adolescents, for our students. You talked about your niece. Um, that age group is really concerning. You know, we feel the impact as parents, uh, excuse me, as adults. But, you know, if you're the parent of a child, what we're seeing is the amount of harm that is actually happening to our children. And so what we have seen, some of the early reports for kids age 13 to 18 is the data for mental health claims for 2020 among teenagers doubled last year. And it looks like the suicide rate is up over 60% um, compared to 2019. And so we've got to be able to reach our kids. And what um, what about the drug use? Has that also been an issue? Yeah, it's been an issue really across the board. And, you know, we feel the pressure, right? We feel it, you know, as adults. And if you're someone that has an addiction, you know, it's sadly, it's easy to fall back, you know, into, you know, that cycle of realizing you're trying to, you know, get help. And so we're seeing that, you know, across all age groups as well. And there's a concern that we're even seeing first-time initiation, so the um, going up among teens as well. And that's why it's so important, you know, to have your kids involved in safe activities um, until we can all get vaccinated, you know, but safe activities and have parents really, you know, watching their kids and looking out for it. And that's one of the things that, you know, SAD, the you know, Students Against Destructive Decisions, is doing is giving these tools to parents to have them look for some of the warning signs. Well, Jim, let's get into some of those. Again, Jim Carroll, uh, uh, the former director of the White House Office of National Drug Control Policy, also a senior advisor with the said Students Against Destructive Decisions. What should parents be looking for during this? I mean, obviously they're going to notice some changes in behavior. What what should be alarming or what should set off uh, 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 the alarm? Well, you know, some things are sort of obvious. You can see, you know, weight loss. You know, you can see, you know, maybe they're not keeping up with their personal hygiene. You know, you can see some of those things of depression, um, you know, rather easily. But some, you know, are a little harder to spot. Um, You know, maybe a loss in grades that is really, you know, not typical of, you know, your student, of your child. And so it's important to have the conversation you know, with them. And if they start talking about self-harm in any way, you know, shape or form, whether, you know, it's, you know, experimenting with illicit drugs, you know, cutting, God forbid, you know, or, you know, really, you know, suicide, then you need help. Then you need to call in professionals, get the help that they need. But this is why you want your kids involved. You want them being with peers who also, you know, want to maintain a true, you know, healthy behavior, whether it's emotionally or physically, you know, to just engage in safe behaviors, you know, especially in these critical years.
Jim, do you think it's also a problem that, you know, it's it's hard for parents right now, too? Mm, I mean, adults, you know what I mean? We're, parents are going through so much. And so it it's almost seems to me like this would be such a difficult time for them and they might miss some of these things, things. could slip through the cracks. Yes. You know, so are there yeah. any tips to keep them on on the ball to, you know, because they're worried about their own issues and then having to worry about their children's issues as well. I know. And so, you know, you were talking, you know, about the vaccine that's coming. That's good news. We need to get life back as soon as possible because so many parents, you know, are struggling to hold on. You know, they might have lost their job or not, you know, able to get as many hours, you know, as they used to. And so their focus is, you know, not being evicted, not missing car payments, you know, putting food on the table. And it is easy, you know, to overlook in some situations. That's why it's important, you know, to have an open dialogue with their, you know, with their child, to have students engaged in, you know, as much as they can, you know, in sort of normal behaviors. And hopefully that means, you know, getting schools open as soon as possible. Jim Carroll with healthy. Yeah. Jim Carroll's with uh, Students Against Destructive Decisions and uh, uh, trying to raise awareness for the the new dangers that students and parents are are facing at these times. So, so Jim, let's let's acknowledge that maybe there's a parent out there who's noticed some of this behavior in their child and they're concerned about them. There's still a bit of a stigma for asking for help. There's still, I think, a barrier for a lot of people, especially with some of the adults. I think kids may be a little more resilient. How are we going to get them past the, I need to bring in the pros? The Okay, so we're going to talk about something that used to be taboo, right? Not a four-letter word, but a three-letter word. S-E-X, right? Yeah. Parents used to be terrified to talk about sex with their kids. <laughs> the birds I, and the bees. I'm sure you guys, maybe you, when you were, you know, when you were a young teenager, your parents Ugh. had very explicit conversations. Um, mine did not. You know, mine were, do you have any questions? <laughs> no. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Great. Um, and we've gotten past that, right? We know that doesn't work. And so parents are more open to talk about sex with their kids. They need to be open with mental health. They need to be open about the dangers of engaging in, you know, destructive behavior and, you know, being willing to do that. So we have to get past the stigma, realize that mental health is just like any other health issue and talk to kids about this. They can go to sadsadd.org um, and look for some of the behaviors and also look for ways to get help. And so, you know, that's what we're trying to do. And look, we, I don't want to reduce this to dollars and cents, right? Mm-hmm. Because we're talking about kids. We're talking about children. Lives, yeah. But um, but the reality is the studies show that for every dollar that we invest in prevention efforts across the board, prevention efforts, you know, for our children, it's about a $15 return on investment, money saved because we're not, you know, we're stopping it, you know, at the front end. We're talking with them openly about destructive decisions and getting them involved in healthy behaviors so we don't have to, you know, sadly and tragically go through, you know, investing in treatment and care, which is 15 times more expensive than prevention. That's why it's key. Jim, thank you so and much for your, yeah, yeah, it makes perfect sense. And thank you for your time today. Again, that's sadd.org where you can find out more information. Thanks to Jim Carroll, the uh, uh, former director of the White House Office of National Drug Control Policy and also a senior advisor for Students Against Destructive Some Decisions. Really good advice there. Well, but it's, and I hate to say obvious, I wish Cheese was here today, you know, because we've talked about his son. But and, you know what? It's as a parent, I was thinking, 
it's so not obvious because I, if I saw like destructive behavior, I would get mad. He would be punished. Mm-hmm. Where now, now when you see that, you have to look at it differently. You can't. Before we were just like, you're just acting up. You're just not. Right. You know, you're gonna get. You're yeah, gonna get now, grounded in COVID. You have to look at it differently and say, is this something more? Is this something else? Yeah. But and and, and I mean, I do think there's still a stigma attached to it. If if your son or daughter broke their arm, you wouldn't tell them to walk it off. Right. You wouldn't you wouldn't tell them that go to your uh, room. It'll be okay. Yeah. Or uh uh you know, you know, get over it type thing. But if they talk about depression, if they talk about feeling sad, if they talk about self-harm, if they talk about not wanting to be here, our first response isn't, geez, we need to get them to a doctor. Right. Just like if you broke your arm. Because we're not used to that. We're yeah. just, you know, we're not trained that way, but now we have to be. Yeah. Well, again, sadd.org. You can find out more resources if you think you're in that the, the thing, uh, situation and you're concerned about your child during these times and some of the unique challenges a pandemic has put not only on them, but on, on you as well. Right. Yeah, go to the website and get, get some tips. So... Is Target on the Mag Mile going to ruin the neighborhood? Mm. Got to call a Target if it's on Michigan <laughs> Avenue. We've got uh, we've we've got the we got one politician who's 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 taking them to task. Things Target is going the whole thing's going to go to hell in a handbasket. We'll tell you about that coming up next on eight ninety WLS. TV and radio suffered a, a loss this morning. Right. Uh, meteorologist Mike Hammernick of uh, WGN-TV started at CLTV, actually. Mm-hmm. So I worked with him a lot over at WGN when I was there. Um, such a great guy. So nice. So knowledgeable. He's really soft-spoken. Yeah. Just really a wonderful person. It's very tragic. He died at the age of 60. Yeah. So I, I know that uh, a lot of people are feeling that feeling that loss in our industry. It's a very tight-knit industry. Oh, yeah. If, everyone if knows know everyone. That. And we know everything about everyone. Just yeah. saying. Okay, well, I'll teach you new here. Yeah, yeah be careful. That in mind. <laughs> yeah, uh, that a, a lot of a lot of folks. Well, I, I I get the sense that a lot of people think we're we're like rivals, and we don't like it's the jets and the sticks or the bloods and the crips, and it's not really like that with people that work at other radio right. stations or no. TV and stuff. We all kind of not here in Chicago. Is that like we, that everywhere? No, I I think I, I listen. I think it's more recent in the sense of we all realize that we're, we're in oh, together. we're exactly. <laughs> you know, like, and I know from the news perspective, yeah. you know, if you missed a news conference. You could call your competitor and say, can yeah. I have that audio? Yeah, what, what happened at that? Yeah. yeah, they were they always gave it up. So, um, We know that we, we've talked about this, that uh, if you've walked down the mag mile recently, there's still some boarded up stores. There's still some still. vacancies. Yeah, there's still wow. some vacancies. Uh, uh, stores that closed for a variety of reasons, possibly mm-hmm. over the last year, year and a half and haven't reopened. And then you add to it Macy's at Water Tower. Is going away. The huge anchor store right in the middle uh, uh, of of Water Tower that basically everything else in that place revolves around is going away. So what do you replace it with? Well, we've already managed to stir up some controversy. 
Like the body's not even cold. Okay? Macy's, I don't even They're think Macy's is in. fully even out of there yet. Mm-hmm. But we already have people weighing in on who shouldn't move in, Judy. Yes. People are upset about what I find a very high-end store, Target. Mm-hmm. Okay, Target. Target. Yeah. Target has, uh, there's been some, just some, you know, some scoop that Target might be asking about the space. And that has Maria Pappas. Okay. Our Who's city Maria? treasurer up yeah. in arms. I'm sure now, he I can't have, wait yeah. to talk to you. <laughs> oh my God! I, I have never I, called her, and I'm yeah. sorry. I said city. She's the Cook County Treasurer. I have never called Maria Pappas Dragon Lady, but she wears it well. I will tell you that. I can. Can, can you imagine the CEO of Target, uh, sir? The Cook County Treasurer is on the line about you opening up a Target store in downtown Chicago. <laughs> Take a message. I don't think I'm taking that call. Oh my God! Who are you kidding me? But but there there's a there's a certain it whether she means it or not it comes across a little elitist. It right. comes across like uh, looking down your nose. At she Target, she right? has come out and said it's an embarrassment. I that agree. a Target so she said on the that word. Yeah, it's an embarrassment. embarrassment to the city. It's a Target. Mm-hmm. Nothing is special about the Target. I come to the city to go to the Louis Vuitton store or to go to a bigger Forever Twenty One. I don't go to to a super target. Wow. Yeah. And her point, her point is... Miranda and, looking down at Target as well. Yeah, guys, she, her, I'm going to have to defend Target. She brought up a great point. As, as Maria Pappa said, Target shouldn't be next to Louis Vuitton. Exactly. But it's okay Doesn't to have there. Marshalls and TJ Maxx. They're not in Water Tower, apparently. They're not in Water Tower, but they're on the Mag Mile. Okay, well, not every store on the Mag Mile. It, it, it's it's not like Rodeo Drive. I'm sorry if you guys mm. think it is. It's okay? our Rodeo Drive. Though. It is. Yeah, but it isn't. When you go to Rodeo, <laughs> listen. I don't even feel comfortable walking down the sidewalks at Rodeo Drive. I'm much less. I'm not going in the stores. Okay. Are you kidding me? There are stores on Rodeo Drive that I can't even pronounce. <laughs> okay, ours ours is my, our. Rodeo Drive is much better. I don't know even what they sell. It's probably Italian, and there's 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 people with Ferraris going in there. I don't go in there. Mag Mile is more of a yes. It does have some of those high end stores. It's got the Louis. It's got a Saks. You know, okay, fine. But it's not all like that. There's no popcorn on it, for God's sake. Garrett's popcorn. It's not cheap, buddy. Would you put a Target in the fashion outlet malls? And uh, I think it's Chicago Outlet Mall. Yeah, I well, that, just that, because it'd be the that? closest target well, for me. But that would be more acceptable to me, yes, because they are. I look at those as discount stores. You know what? It's about perception, right? It's about so who that we think who could you're move right. Into the the the, the you Macy's know what? One of our textures had a great idea. We forgot about Von Mar. They could easily move. So Von Mar, if you're out there, I mean, there's one like in Glenview, Orland, one Lombard. There's only a couple, but they are really high-end anchor stores. But on top, well, here's the problem. What What you wish for and the reality are two different things. Are high-end department stores expanding in this day and age? 
There's a reason Macy's closed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay? There's a reason that Macy's, and not just there, they close stores right. all around the country. You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a reason that malls are dying, that yeah. these anchor stores Parsons. are going away. Parsons was a big one yeah. for us. They closed. But guess what isn't dying? Target. Targets are not dying. <laughs> Tesla. And Tesla's not How about, you know, they can share the space. <laughs> Tesla and Target. Oh, Ooh. Oh, my God. T right. squared. <laughs> you might so, need some snacks when you're driving in your Tesla. We're getting the Target. We're trying to get schools reopened in some way, shape, or form. And, and I think most people would agree we're trying to do it safely. But it's almost like a, a bit of a moving target at times. Nick, you've got the latest on this. been trying to do our little part to support Chicago businesses, support the restaurant industry, especially as things start to get back to hashtag old normal. We call this part of the show. All right. And joining us today. Look at this. We got him right now. Sam Vlahos and Sam. It has not one, but two, but three. Different places. Got the trifecta. Pierce Tavern, Fuller House, and soon to open Bar Cheeto. Good morning to you, Sam. Good morning. How are you? You're a busy dude. You've got three places. Uh, Yeah, taking it day by day. All right. Well, there's a couple things I want to ask you. First off, what kind of guts does it take to open a restaurant or bar in March of 2021 with Barchito <laughs> opening in Downers Grove. I'm assuming the plans were have gone on for a while, but my goodness, you've got some cojones. I'm going to say February, the last week of February of 2020 was when <laughs> it all went into effect. So go figure that one. Wow. Um, <laughs> you know, I just waited and waited. And I think that, you know, I'm betting still on the hospitality to come back and never go away. And, you know, I thought now's, you know, now's the right time, right? When, Spring and summer, outdoor dining again is coming back, and just get ready for it. Outstanding. And, Sam, are you seeing some of that already? I, we, we definitely are. You know, we're seeing a little drop in takeout. We're seeing more, you know, more bodies coming in. It's a little different now because, you know, people can't wait inside if they're waiting for a table or wait around the bar and grab a drink unless they're in the seat. So, you know, they got to either walk around the town, go wait in their car. But we're definitely seeing more and more bodies coming in. Good. What's the uh, so you've got Pierce Tavern and you've got Fuller House. What's the difference between the two restaurants? You know, the two is just they're basically in two different uh, two different towns. Uh, what we did is we you know we took the, for the names they're derived from the founders of each town. So Fuller House oh. in Hinsdale was the founder Ben Fuller, and you know Pierce Tavern is the founder Pierce Downer. And so we're just you know the community local you know hangout we like to call it. Got it. So I see on your Fuller House. 
um, on your website, it says, whiskey made me do it. So I'm going right to the liquor. So is that, are you like kind of a whiskey-infused uh, food? No, you know what? Def, uh, we're definitely like whiskey bar. Um, we have some. We have over a hundred bottles of each at both locations. Um, some that you can't ever even get your hands on unless you're on a separate market. Um, but our food is a you know scratch kitchen that pairs well, perfect with uh, some bourbon and whiskey at all times. Are you guys under some different restrictions because you've got the bar kind of attached to the restaurant? H- have you been able to open more fully? What does that look like for you, just from a practical standpoint? Yeah, so basically we're rolling with just, uh, you know, for all the seats, uh, 50% capacity. We're going six feet apart of the tables. And then we do have uh, plexiglass, like, on the bars every Mm. two seats. So we still are able to utilize the bar seating as that's, you know, a big focal point for our restaurant. Sure. I love the whole the whole vibe of your restaurants here with the with the bars and the whiskey barrels. And, you know, so tell us a little bit about the food. Yeah, the food, uh, scratch kitchen, everything's made in-house. We smoke our own meats. Um, we, we, we're like elevated, I like to say elevated bar food. Okay. Um, you know, just that perfect comfort for your family to go hang out, um, grab a quick bite. And, you know, that was the big thing during, you know, during the just takeout. You know, we're, we were perfect for it because everyone wanted those burgers, uh, you know, the wings, that comfort, comfort style food. food. Oh, yeah. That was, you know, that was our big, we were able to make it through because of that. Again, we're talking to Sam Vallejos uh, with Pierce Tavern and Fuller House and, and soon open Bar Chino in Downers Grove. All right, make sure we get that in there for you, for you, Sam. Sam, where does your your passion come from? Do you come at it from a, a food perspective, a bar perspective? Where where did you get all these ideas to start this? Well, my father was a 50-year veteran of the restaurant business, an immigrant from Greece, so I followed in his footsteps and just slowly, slowly, just you know, inching my way to kind of get, do what he did and you know i love the restaurant industry as a whole you know hospitality is everything um service in my staff you know that's one of the things that we outdo in the suburbs than you know other places yeah and so it's a big emphasis on on service and, and inviting people into your place yep exactly i mean we like to say you know food and service are number one things so your bar Cheeto, that seems a little bit different from your first two, though, right? It's a taco bar. It is, yeah. You know, you know, we, uh, it, we. I felt like the need of you know that modern Mexican touch in the western suburbs, you know, has been sort of lacking. You know, I love myself fresh tacos and amazing craft margaritas, and you know, I just got a team together and we talked about it for over two years, and you know, now we're finally here, ready to open after a year of being stagnant and you know it's i think it's going to be an amazing addition to the town um i'm really excited for this one and i hope that you know we're going to knock it out of the park i love the idea that that creative process by the way i mean i don't know why i'm fascinated by that sam the idea that you're like i've got this idea and and, you know and, and and years later you're like boom we have a restaurant that this idea is when you talk about bringing people together who who helps you flesh that all out you know uh from everyone. My sister, you know, she's my partner in my other two restaurants. Um, my, you know, my parents, my girlfriend, we, I, you know, even my staff, you know, I throw everything at everyone. And, you know, even my Pinterest board that I, <laughs> I use often uh-huh. to grab ideas, which I'm you. embarrassed to say, but no. um, <laughs> you shouldn't but, be, you know, I love, you know, I love, I love restaurants. I love going to see new ideas, traveling, you know, all over places. And, and that, you know, that's what the industry is. You pull little things from places and, 
change them up, make them better. And th- that's how you get vision and ideas, in my opinion. And, you know, I know one of your restaurants, the Fuller, there is in Hinsdale. But d- tell me about Downers. You know, it's, it's such a great town for eating, you know, right? Yeah, definitely. You know, Downers in the last three years has just had a big boom, especially even in the real estate market with homes and everything. More and more people. I mean, you're talking two high rises, downtown Downers now. Um, four restaurants within the span of one year. So, and, and it's four great restaurants. So it's getting, in my opinion, it's becoming, it's becoming a dining destination. Um, and I think that that's only going to enhance with the addition of Barchito. Yeah. Absolutely. Couldn't have picked a better location there. Yeah. Hey, back to back right there. <laughs> I mean, I'm salvaging my time. <laughs> hey, Sam, thank you so much uh, for your time. We wish you the absolute best of luck, especially with, with your, with your new place as well. I really appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me this morning. Outstanding. That's Sam Vlahos with uh, Pierce Tavern. You can uh, find them online at piercetavern.com. Fuller House, which is fullerhousebar.com. And I didn't have the website up for Barchito. Do you have that one? I don't have it, but uh, I'm going to I'm gonna go with barchito.com. Let's go with that. Yeah. All right. So uh, Which I'm really excited about because he's right. I live in the western suburbs, and there is this kind of lack of upscale Mexican Kind of food we're yeah. always, you know, mm-hmm. we always kind of tend to go in the city, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you, so the, the thing that stands out to me, and we've been talking to so many different uh, uh, chefs and owners and and the entrepreneurs who are doing this, the passion they have for food, the passion they have for service. You certainly heard that with Sam, mm-hmm. you know, and what's going to make you, you stand out and making people feel welcome and having a wonderful time and enjoying themselves. That's going to, you know, there's yeah. that thing. And, these- and there's something about the suburbs, right? That is also something where... You know, you get out of the big city, people get a little warmer. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? Big <laughs> city's still a little hustle and bustle. You, you get outside. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, we have, no you have warmer. no idea. We have all the great restaurants in the suburbs. Yeah. But you know what else, too? It's like a new thing, right? It's like these restaurants have been around, but we're talking to these people because we're reopening. So it's kind of like a renewal almost. Like, yeah. <gasps> I got to go to that restaurant. You can go find a new you restaurant. forget. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, you get so inundated. Now it's all kind of new. Outstanding. A whole new world, as it I like to say. It is a whole new world. A whole new world where everybody's overly sensitive, by the way. <laughs> Disney Plus says it's going to get rid of, uh, or it's going to uh, move them, if you will. I'll explain to you where Dumbo. And Peter Pan, the movies, by the way, not the actual cartoon characters are going. It's coming up next on 890 WLS. Uh, is voluntarily, if you will, removing from its children section a list of classic movies. Yes, um, Dumbo, which, by the way, I'm offended by the word Dumbo. Why? <laughs> I don't know. It's offensive. Dumbo? But wait a minute. Did the movie come first or did the word come first? Probably the word, right? Dumbo? Do you think they called people Dumbos and then they made a... Well, an elephant named Dumbo, or did they call the elephant Dumbo, and then people started calling other people Dumbo? Okay, in either case, using the you know which came first, dumb. Probably. It's the word dumb. 
I now that I think Not more spelled the same. Now that I think more about it, <laughs> but it's pronounced the same. Okay, Dumbo. Honestly, I think they came up with the name first, and then it became popular. And then people started. We okay. could use the Google machine to check the Aristocats. <laughs> the Aristocats. I don't. You know, I what was offensive about that one? That's the Aristocrats. <laughs> That's the dirty joke. I can't do that one on the radio. I mean, I can do it, but I can't do it on the radio. Uh, and Peter Pan. Okay, but Miranda and I were just talking about Peter okay, Pan. I'm ready. Yeah. When I was younger, Peter Pan gave me the creeps. It made really? my stomach yeah. turn a little. Bit. It was it was stressful. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. And as a child, I don't think I really understood, or just as a young person, why it just didn't feel right. So maybe there is something to that one. The 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 the. The problem I have with this drip, 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 drip is the critical eye. You said you were going to go back and watch Dumbo. Well, because now I'm questioning the intent. Remember, and I'm the one who's been saying this is ridiculous. Just acknowledge it if it is true that it's offensive in some way. Okay, it's offensive. We acknowledge it. Don't take it away. There are, some of them are classics, you know, Dr. Seuss, and and the same with these movies. But Dumbo, I have a problem with. But but here's here's so here's my issue with that. If you go back and watch Dumbo, looking for intent, you'll find it. You'll project that intent, and so it's. I, I'm going to liken it to if you stare in the sky and look for UFOs long enough, you're going to see one. Really? Well, I'll try yeah. that later. But, but you <laughs> no, see I, know what I know and what you're so saying. If yes. you go into, I'm going to sit down and watch every Disney movie, and I'm going to look for hidden intent, or I'm going to look for things that I can interpret through my filter. You will find things yeah, find that were wrong. never meant that way, that were never intended to be taken that way, and that by that standard, what could possibly make it past? What what could possibly avoid being the next thing in, in, in the crosshairs mm-hmm. where if you start with the premise of, I'm sure there's something offensive in this 1955 cartoon. Yeah, you'll find it. Yeah, you'll well, find and it. obviously, you don't have to go it. very far. Just get to Dumbo. There's going to be something <laughs> offensive in it. And, and I'm, you know what? As I said, who's even watching Dumbo anymore? Okay, take oh, it. Go ahead, put it in the adult section where that. for sure no one's going to watch it. Ouch. I mean, when I have kids, I would have liked to. Have them watch Dumbo. You or, still can. Well, like it, it's not. What if my kid goes to school? I watch Dumbo, and then everyone's gonna look at him. Like, See, you but this becomes one. this yeah. this what ripple effect <laughs> where it's where the reality is. What did my kid watch? Nothing. Never watches anything. Why? Aww. Because everything is offensive. Because okay, everything what is are you gonna, gonna what are you gonna lose? Peppa if, Pig. We can't do that. <gasps> That's a pig, and they talk. We can't. You know. What I mean, you, Where does it? What end? are you gonna lose if you don't watch Dumbo? I mean, really. Imagination. Oh. All right, wow. Okay. Okay. What a Disney hater! I'm not uh, a Disney. I just some into. of them just aren't that. I just feel like kids Dumbo's today. A classic. It's a classic, I guess. I, it was dark to me, and I didn't like it. Mark my words. Jungle Book's next. It has mm, to be. Yeah. Yeah. Has yeah. to be. But what about Little Mermaid or you know Why Beauty no? and the Beast? No, no, I don't think those will. Those are the newer ones, which I think. We're if made you, with a different mindset. If oh, you King, search for, yeah, if you go with the <laughs> intent of finding something wrong with it, you will eventually find something wrong with it. And that appears to be how everything is being run through a filter. And it does a disservice. And the disservice is when things are genuinely wrong slash offensive, they get lumped in with well, yeah, that's a problem. the cat in the hat. You know what I'm saying? Right. And you're like, yeah. come off of it. You know, that, that we can't be outraged 
more than we currently but this are. is Disney taking its own product off. And moving it from the kids' section to the adult section, all right? Might be one of the reasons why you think we're going to hell in a handbasket. Judy says she can restore your faith in humanity. Well, here's good news. During the pandemic, it may have created an entire generation of school kids more interested in stem cell careers than ever. They're interested in science, technology, engineering, mathematics. A new poll shows that um, about a thousand kids surveyed, aged 11 to 17, revealed that 83% have been learning about the pandemic by watching the news. 71% asking their parents about the virus because they are interested in that. Two-thirds have also been inspired by the hard work of the nurses and doctors working during the pandemic. 48% of secondary-age school children would be interested in a career in STEM after seeing how people working in those industries have helped other people. Wow. So, right? I guess that's a good thing, right? Look at all the programs, all the money we've thrown at trying to get people interested in STEM. STEM. We just needed a pandemic. We just yeah. needed a pandemic, a real pandemic. Yeah, you've got to believe it's going to uh, it, it's it's going to inspire some people to yeah. go into the field. A lot of people, hopefully, right? That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Got to be good at math, though. That's was I was out. Oh. When yeah, you could that. never do it. I no, was out. I no, was like, I wouldn't want to. But except the helping people part, that would be nice. Yeah, I just couldn't do the engineering or any of that. Thank you, Judy, for restoring our faith in humanity. Also, thanks to uh, MG pushing all the buttons over there in Mission Control. We appreciate it. Infant producer Miranda playing the role of DJ Cheese. You even got to come in from the other side of the Double Pain Bulletproof class. It's great to so have you cool. in the studio today. It's always good Thank to you. see you, Miranda, because wow, you're pretty sure. easy on the eyes. Thanks. And we, uh, we thank Nick Gale for everything. He's been keeping us up to speed on everything going on this morning, but he's not going anywhere. Don't you dare worry. News, traffic, weather. All the information you need packaged together. Nick Gale will deliver it for you coming up next right here on 890 WLS.